Welcome to Love and Compassion, a podcast where we explore different topics that may challenge our current belief systems and the fears that they generate. Our hope is that through dialogue, you, the listener, will be inspired and motivated in new ways on your own journey to living a more loving and compassionate life. Please welcome your host, Giselle Taraba. Welcome to the Love and Compassion Podcast with Giselle. But don't forget to like and subscribe to our show. Uh, our guest is Justin Court. He is a love activist, podcast host, and the founder of the Spread Love Movement. He has dedicated his life to helping shift the planet's collective consciousness to be a place that is more loving, open, forgiving, empathetic, kind, peaceful, accepting, understanding, and together. He hopes that you too will take part in joining him on this journey. Welcome, Justin. Yes, thank you so much. Excited to be here. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I loved all those things that you said. <laughs> I, I would like a world like that as well. Go ahead. So, yeah, I was just going to say that is a, a consciousness that I know right now can kind of seem far away from us, but it's something that we can literally all achieve together. It's like, I want to help in this shift. This is not something that myself or any one individual is able to create on their own. And that makes it even that much more beautiful that we're in this together. Yeah, I so agree with that. One of the things that I had to come to a realization on was that my consciousness was contributing to the systems that we have created. And so that we have all kind of agreed to these systems that are based on division and judgment and so on. <clears throat> Sorry. And so starting to shift those systems really starts with us. It really starts with us not being divisive or not wanting to punish one another when we are hurt. So what you're doing is, is so amazing. How'd you Thank get started you. in this work, the Spread the Love Movement? Yes, of course. Uh, so... It, I don't know, it kind of happened on accident, almost in a way. So how it started was I met my now wife years mm -hmm. ago. And when we first met, I mean, still now, but in the beginning, especially, we were in such a place of bliss mm -hmm. and euphoria. Like we fell in love pretty instantly and literally just always in this immense, immense, immense energy of love. Like constantly. I never knew a love like this before. She opened my heart and my mind to really a love that I just didn't know existed. That was just unconditional and open and vulnerable. And it was just so beautiful. And uh, at this time, we both lived in New York City and uh, we moved in with each other pretty quickly because we fell in love so fast. <laughs> yeah. And we lived in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. And every day for me to get into work into Manhattan, I walked over this little bridge. It was a maybe 12 or 15 minute walk and it connected Brooklyn to uh, Queens. So I'd walk over this bridge. I'd get the seven train in Queens in Long Island city. And I take it into the, into the, into Manhattan for my job. Mm -hmm. And this walk over the bridge, it is the most beautiful view of the skyline ever. It's like, and you get it for about, you know, 12 to 15 minutes and it is just picturesque. So walking over this every single day, twice a day on the way to work, on the way back, being in this just tremendous state of euphoria and love, my mind just kind of started to go. And it was honestly like a, a sense of meditation before I even knew what meditation mm -hmm. was, because I had this incredible view, this visual that just blows you away. And then also on the inside mentality, emotionally, spiritually, I am just engulfed in love. And when I'd walk over it, right, my mind again would, would start to go and just little ideas started to seep into my, my brain of like, how can I create change? How can I spread love? What good can I do in the world? And this literally happened over months. It wasn't like it hit me right away. It took a, it took a long, it took time. It really took at least a few months and it would morph, right? So I had like kind of ideas in the beginning and then it would morph to something else. And I just didn't jump into anything right away because I was like, this isn't done playing out yet. Let me just see where this is going to take me. And then the initial idea was to start a, a website, like a good news website, essentially. And the idea was to start an Instagram channel, Instagram page that would direct people to this website, like have a page, you know, that obviously would be all about love. But the main point of it was direct, to direct people to a website. So as the page grew, I realized that the website just wasn't, it just wasn't me. It just wasn't who I was. It wasn't how mm -hmm. I wanted to get this message out to the world. And as time went on, you know, luckily the account grew. And I just want to let everybody, let everyone know too, 
the account now is, you know, almost at 260,000 followers, which I am just so grateful for mm. because it's almost 260,000 people who are in the energy of love, who are in the energy of yeah. kindness. You know what I mean? It's, it's like cool to have that many followers, but it's really cool more that it's impacting this many people. Like the number is cool to me because it's this yeah. many people <laughs> who are in the energy of love and who are having these shifts in their energy more towards happiness and joy and fulfillment. So that's what's really excited for, exciting for me. But in the beginning, when it started, you know, it grew to 5,000 followers, I would say pretty quick, but then there was a year of no growth whatsoever. It literally stayed at 5,000 for a year. And what really I thought was cool was that I never thought about giving up. I never thought about stopping because I wasn't in this for me. I wasn't in this like for the followers, for that number. I was doing it because I knew this was needed. I knew people needed more love and kindness and joy in their lives. I knew I needed it more. And by me putting this out to the world, that's exactly what I got back. So just staying with it, I think I, I didn't be, I wasn't ever deterred in stopping because this was my fulfillment. This was my passion. This is who I am. So there was never a thought to stop. And then luckily now it's been a few years and it's, you know, it's grown, uh, it's grown a lot and it's just beautiful that we're impacting that many more people. And, you know, we'll get messages of people coming out of anxiety or depression or just these huge shifts for them. And that's literally what it's all about. The whole idea of, of the page is to bring happiness into people's lives and show them that love and kindness exist everywhere and to raise their vibration. And in raising their vibration, it, it, it raises the vibration and the consciousness of the planet. Uh, so it's been a beautiful journey. Uh, I'm really excited even just where it is right now. And honestly, again, it all spurred in love, right? A lot of times and a lot of guests on my podcast, a lot of their things kind of started with a really difficult down, very low time for them. And I'm just grateful and blessed that this came out of love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much. You shared so many great insights. I wanted to touch on a couple of things. You mentioned that this came from a place of love and you mentioned the word unconditional love. And so can we talk a little bit about what unconditional love is? Yeah. So unconditional love is who we truly are, right? Everyone, like, I'm going to just say that again, real quick. Unconditional love is who we are. That's who we are at our course, at our base, at our simplest form, no matter kind of what you believe in our souls, that is unconditional love. That's who we are. It's just the world has kind of toppled on top of us with all of our worries and doubts and fears and anxieties and all of our troubles. And we've forgotten who we actually truly are. And unconditional love is sort of a radical thought. And I am also trying to help us see that we are love in the world and understanding that love is love can be unconditional and we need to stop thinking about it as something that we can achieve or be so when i first met my wife kayla it was it literally was just unconditional love for each other it was such an openness there was no judgment at all for us just meeting it was wild it's hard to literally even explain just how we were during that time but it literally was just immense, immense love for one another. And to even look back in that time and be like, wow, we didn't like judge each other or really have any negative views or thoughts towards each other is remarkable because it's kind of rare that that exists. But in that love, I mean, we've been together now for six and a half years and I am just, I'm more in love with her now than I was in love with her then. And vice versa, like our love just keeps going. And unconditional love I know we all know this, but it literally means you love each other. You love each other. You love a stranger without condition at all. So that means if that person was super mean to you or rude to you, you still have love for that person regardless. Mm -hmm. And that's something I work on every single day because it is challenging. Like, let's just keep it real. It's a hard thing to do. But in those moments, those people need our love the most. Literally, when someone's rude or mean to you, think about any time you've ever been rude or mean to somebody else. It's because you were in a low place. You were not feeling good. Maybe you were anxious about something, but there was something going on in your life where you weren't, feeling, you weren't feeling aligned and you weren't feeling at your highest self. You weren't feeling good. Because if you were feeling love, if you were feeling amazing, if you were feeling high vibrational, being rude or mean doesn't exist in your reality because you're not vibrating there, so it can't exist. So in knowing that, we know that when people act in that way, 
they are low vibrational. They are hurting. They're in pain. They're suffering. And those people need our love the most. And it's like when we're suffering and in pain, we just want, we want love. We might not act that way because of where we're at in that state of being and consciousness, but we do need more love. So if we can all take the idea of, and the concept of unconditional love and literally implement that every single day, that is a massive way how we can change the consciousness of the planet. And you have to be honest with yourself. And like, I love unconditionally, but do you really? I hope that you do. Like, do I really all the time? I don't, not, not all the time, but it's something I work on every single day to love unconditionally, to love the person that was really mean to me, to love the person that, you know, quote unquote, screwed me over, to love the person who judges me deeply, right? To have love for those people and understanding that we are all one. We all come from the same, no matter which God you believe in, we all come from the same. I truly believe that we are God manifested into physical form, right? So in our godliness, and that's not like, oh, I'm God and I'm better than you. It's like, we are all God. We're all beautiful in that way. And when we can connect to that, that connects to our oneness. And when we know that we're all one, that we're all the same, we literally are the same. It's all energy. We come from the same. We are one. With that concept, that has at least helped me love people more unconditionally because it's, it's you. When I look at you, I'm looking at myself. When I act in a way it says much more about who I am than that person is. So who do I want to be? Do I want to be someone who puts negative energy out into the universe? Or do I want to be someone who puts out positivity and love in the universe, no matter what is happening to me? And really it's challenging, but when we can love unconditionally and truly unconditionally, that is when we will have a massive shift in our consciousness. That's when we will reach a much, much higher level of consciousness. And that's, where I know that we all want to be. And it's okay that it's challenging. It's like, if it was just easy, if it's just the way that it was, it'd be like, okay, well, this is just it. All right. Like you wouldn't even know what it was like to love unconditionally. You wouldn't even know what we'd be striving for and the beauty and actually loving unconditionally. So this is all part of the journey and it's fine. And it's actually real. it's good. And it's up to us to choose every single day. How do we want to show up in the world? What energy do we want to put out in the world? And hopefully yeah. each day we can love each other and ourselves, especially as well, unconditionally. And I completely agree with you. I mean, there were so many things in what you had said. I think unconditionally loving people, truly, as you said, is loving people without judgment and without expectation. So when you're in a relationship, when you unconditionally love someone, if the other person doesn't love you, you don't pull away your love you still love them because you unconditionally love them. You don't need to depend on their love for them, for you to love them. And being without judgment and being without expectation really, really is challenging. And the reason being is because we so often try to get, or we get our love for ourselves from other people. And so that's where the expectations come in when the judgment comes in. From our perspective, you really can't unconditionally love other people until you unconditionally love yourself, until you're able to give yourself that which you seek in another, and then you can love people from your overflow, not from your reserves. Because so often the, the whole energy thing is, I'm trying to take energy from you, Justin, because I need you to love me so that I can feel lovable. And then I will love you only if you love me. And the issue, and in, in one of the things I, I want to discuss with you is the issue of non-judgment is really, really tough. And one of the things that we, we talk about is compassion. But a lot of people think they're compassionate, but a lot of our compassion comes with judgment. When we want people to get better, when we want them to change their behavior, when we want to rescue them, that we're still judging them because we're expecting them to be different than they are. And so how, do, how does the, the role of how does like the issue of judgment really come into play when we have expectations from each other? So I think it's, it's really important to, to be aware of. We have to, I don't even, I don't even want to say have to, it is in benefit to us to love somebody, no matter who they are, or how they are. Literally. I know that can be challenging sometimes, but they're mm -hmm. on their own path as a soul. Yeah. And our judgment of them, of them isn't going to help anything, mm -hmm. right? So literally loving people as they are, 
regardless, not because you want that love to come back to you, but just because you want to give that love to somebody. And you understand that they are perfect just as they are because they're on their own soul spiritual journey. And whoever they are in this moment is who they need to be in order for their soul's evolution, in order for them to grow, right? As they're, mm -hmm. as a soul. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm listening now to, it's a book called Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I recommend that to everybody. Yeah. It is spectacular. And this is the second time I'm listening to it. And right now it's actually in the chapter where they're talking about relationships. And they say a lot of the times our relationships fail because we want to act in a way so that that person can think highly of us. So that person can love us. Like we're not being true to ourselves. We're being true to the vision of what our person thinks of us. And in the book, God talks about that in order to have a great relationship, we have to worry about ourselves. And I don't know, actually worry is not even the correct term. It's like, we have to be aware of ourselves and who we are being and be the best version of ourselves. And in being the best version of ourselves, we'll also bring out the best version of that other person. But it's like being the best version of myself without any expectations or judgments of how my partner is going to be. It can't be like, well, I'm going to be a great version of myself and be super loving and that person better do it back. It's like, not like that at all. It's being the best version of ourselves for us and for that relationship. If that person doesn't rep uh, reciprocate that, that's okay. We need to allow them to be. Yeah. I, I firmly believe that we can't make a change by demanding or telling somebody to be a certain way. We have to be the example. We have to be the truth and we have to emulate love. Mm -hmm. And that's how we're able yeah. to affect and to change other people. And judging people... Again, something I'm working on every single day, like it's our initial reaction to judge people, but that, 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 that does nothing good. It hurts us. It hurts them. Like we're the ones who are feeling that judgment. Judgment is a negative emotion. And I'm not saying to not be aware of people and maybe who they're being and how they're acting, but we can be aware of them without judging them. There's, there's a separation. There's a, a disconnect in that, right? Where we can be knowledgeable and aware of something without being emotionally invested into it and being worried and concerned and judging them. There's a huge difference there. And even just having that awareness has brought me such peace to be like, okay, cool. I can be aware of that, but not so inundated with my feelings and emotions and being attached to the outcome of how that person is supposed to be, or even that situation of how it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, my husband and I talk about compassion. Well, he more than me uh, talks about compassion is allowing all things to be. And usually the conversations we have is, well, should we allow child abuse to happen? Should we allow, you know, rapes to happen? And so, and, and I think that's the challenge, the challenge for people, then it, does that mean it's apathetic? But I think what he means is more around like what you mentioned, which is understanding that everyone is on their journey and understanding that ultimately we are all powerful beings who are making different decisions each time. And if we can hold people in that love vibration and when, when we are challenged by someone sending ourselves and then others love, that really kind of shifts uh, the environment. So when you said that you know, in circumstances where we're most challenged by people and in systems where we have, you know, systems of punishment or when people do something negative, like a crime and so on, sending those people more love is, is more critical than less love, right? Which is what we do. And I think from my perspective, that's the way we're going to change the world. Yeah, you mentioned, sorry, go ahead. I was, I'm sorry. I, 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 sorry. I just wanted to jump in on this really quickly. Yeah, of course. We don't stop something like rape by telling people to not rape. Mm -hmm. Right. right. We stop it by creating a consciousness where rape doesn't even exist. Right. We, the best way to combat that in my mind is to be the light. Yeah. Right. It, it's not ignoring that these things are happening. You know, and it's not like turning a blind eye and just pretending like it doesn't exist. Of course it, of course it exists now in this consciousness, but it's up to us to be the light, to be love every single day. Because we can get to a place and exist in a consciousness where rape literally doesn't exist mm -hmm. in that reality. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I had to, I, I did a podcast with a lady who came and talked about her experiences in having experiencing a sexual assault when she was on vacation, and how in that in the moment when because she was kidnapped as well, so she didn't know what was going to happen to her, and she was talking about how in that moment 
what she did is decided to lean in and love that person and her experiences. And she wrote a book about it are so powerful because she talks about trying to understand that the systems we have created to address rape don't really address these issues that we're not really getting at the, why do people have this behavior? Why do people do this and what do they need? And so what you said was spot on. And I invite the listeners to listen to that podcast as well, because it's also powerful. I'm going to check that out. So, that she, that she is, that is. So she wrote this no, book sorry, called wow, The Jaguar Man. Yeah. Being. And so actually, you know what she does is she does compassion in jail. She does compassion work in the jail system. She helps bring greater compassion to the, to the inmates. And, uh, and the book is so, so powerful. Like I, it's one of my favorite podcasts. I mean, the, the uh, audio is a little grainy, but it just, cause it came in and out, but her message and the message from her book is just so beautiful. Uh, you wow. mentioned us all being God. And I love this message because it's something that I believe as well, although it can be, feel a little bit challenging, right? From our perspective, we are all made from the divine and we all have divine abilities and, and, you know, like as long as we, when we align with our divinity, we are able to, we are unlimited, but it's hard to remember that other people are equally as divine. <laughs> and I think that's the challenge that, you know, we see, but so how disempowering or empowering is it to perceive or to have pity for someone? Because we do it a lot, feel sorry for people. And that's, that's our desire in wanting to help them, right? I used to work in the child protection system. And so we would see a lot of families that were struggling and a lot of children that were struggling. And, and the desire to assist and rescue is, is there, but it's hard to watch somebody suffer and just ignore it. So what are your thoughts on, on helping others, but also seeing them in the light of the divinity? So I, that is the challenge. And I just wrote that down. People are equally divine. And that is something I struggle with sometimes for sure. Yeah. And thank you for that reminder, because it is true. It's like someone who is suffering or, or down or low, or again, rude to us. It's like, they just forgot their divinity. Yeah, that's it. They just forgot. They just need to remember again who they truly are. Yeah. And that's okay. We've all forgotten. Yeah. I've forgotten that so many times, you know what I mean? And it's like in that knowing of they, they they literally just forgot. And so have we, it's like, we have to have compassion for those people and an understanding and an acceptance of who they are. And that's something really every day when somebody, you know, is quote unquote, or someone's being low vibrational or just not being the light, being more of the darkness. It is a challenge in that moment to be like, you are actually, you are God, you are divinity. It is. Yeah. And it's, it really, it's something to be, it's something to be worked on every single day. Yeah. And when we stumble and fail at it, that's okay too. If our awareness is there and we, and we every day get better and better yeah. and better at it, that's mm -hmm. really all that we can ask for. So when yeah. we're like trying to help somebody who is suffering and who is low, it's like having that compassion and empathy for them because you've also been there, yeah. right? You are one in the same. We are all literally the same. So knowing that can help you in that moment, right? Knowing that you've been there as well. And when you were there, all you wanted was empathy and compassion and love for somebody else. So if that's what you wanted when you were at that person's uh, space mm -hmm. and place right now, well, then at least for me, it makes it easier for me to to be able to give that to that person yeah. and just reminding every ourselves every single day of our divinity and knowing mm -hmm. that because of our divinity, everyone else is the same. Mm -hmm. That can be helpful. And just seeing the good in, in others. It's like, we, mm -hmm. it is so important to always see the good. And now when I see somebody who's like screaming or mad, it's literally just like, it's okay. You're just, you're, you're a little unconscious at the moment. You're just mm -hmm. not fully conscious. And I can feel myself now when I start to become unconscious mm -hmm. or I start to get caught yeah. up in something and I lose myself and I'm so attached to the outside situation of what's happening and not actually internally who I am as a soul. So those realizations too can help us because it's like, oh, wow. Okay. This realization of me losing my consciousness, it's like, okay, that's just what's happening in that other person. And again, they need our love. They need yeah. our compassion. It's like when somebody is acting in that way, that is literally in a sense, a cry for help. Like yeah. they don't even know that they're doing it, but it's literally them crying. It's, it's, it's an out, it's an outward expression of help. 
Because I know when I've been there before too, I'm like, that's what that is. Yeah. Even though it comes off like nasty and like really negative, it's, but that is the call because again, they couldn't be nasty and negative if they were in a good state of being. Right. So it's like all these little things that when we can remember them time and time again, and we'll forget about these two, but when we can remember them, it's like, okay, that person is divine as well. Mm, yeah. That person is beautiful as well. They mm -hmm. are a part of God just as much as I am. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Again, we go back to it's important to give ourselves that which we need in order for us to be able to see that in other people. I had a bit of an aha uh, moment when you were speaking, you know, because when you were talking about those that are hurtful and, you know, when you think about people that commit crimes and, you know, like all of these do all these horrible things. And when you, you, when, <clears throat> when you mentioned the comment that we are one, I immediately thought to myself, oh my gosh, the reason why we divide and separate and isolate is because we don't want to see that in ourselves. We don't want to realize that we all have the ability to be able to do that. We are all, we can either all be hurtful, horrible people, or we can choose to be loving and compassionate. And so the reason we separate and isolate is because we don't, we want to believe that they are not us, but they are us. And so that is why it makes it it, it's so hard to really look at ourselves and really see who we could be. And so I was thinking about that when you were talking and I thought, oh, wow, that's, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's an ugly mirror. That's, that's, it is. That's so true. When we see that nastiness, nastiness, it's like, oh, I want nothing to do with that. Oh my yeah. gosh. Like, right. Because that's, wow. Beautiful point, Giselle. You, we see ourselves in that person and it kind of scares us. Yeah but we have to be strong in our vibration and know that that is not who we are right now. And we can actually be the light in helping this person. Yeah. And something too, I just, I, I, I want to touch on because these, this mm -hmm. is a radical thought. And I think it's just important to be addressed kind of head on going back to the person that, that has committed rape. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't act like that didn't happen. We mm -hmm. shouldn't condone that behavior in any way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. But we need to understand that that person is very hurt and they are suffering because if they weren't, there's no way they could ever commit an act like that. If you're in a place of love, rape mm. does not exist in your reality again. Like it, right. it, it can't happen. So when we can take a higher step back and maybe look from a, like a God consciousness of that person, their life, maybe they're raped when they were younger over and over again. Maybe they had a family member who abused them. Maybe they went through insanely difficult situations, which has created them to act this way. Again, making it super clear, not condoning that action, but just having more understanding for this suffering soul who needs our love. Like our system now, someone does that, we throw them in jail, we throw away the key. That's not how we help each other at all. No. No. That's not how we solve this problem in any way, shape or form, just by you know disregarding this person and acting like they don't even exist. Yeah. It's understanding that they are in insane amounts of pain yeah, and they yeah. need our guidance. They need us to be the light. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's the only way they can shift out of that being right. Cause we don't want them to be that way. They don't want to be that way. Mm -hmm. And that's how we can shift them away from that. You know, we say uh, truly empowered people don't need to disempower other people. Exactly. And you know, the, that act is, is an attempt to disempower, but when your empowerment comes from within, you don't need other people to fill your bucket. You can fill your bucket and, and attract what it is that you desire. Exactly. The other thing we talk about is that uh, since you mentioned us being kind of divine and being in God is that we are creators. So I have a little bit of a, a leaning question uh, for you, which is if we are creators of our reality, how are we, cre how are we creating those negative things that we are attracting to ourselves? Yeah. So we are creators of our reality. We just are <laughs> like, mm -hmm. we totally create our reality. So when we attract negative things to ourselves, it's because we're thinking negatively. Mm -hmm. We might, we might not even know it. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like any, and this is to really kind of be in, in, in your face, everyone's face in a moment, but in a good way, in an empowering, I love you so much sort of a way, mm -hmm. yeah. right. The negative things that you have, that have showed up in your life, you brought those, you created those things. And I know that's challenging and hard to hear. And it was hard for me to hear that in the beginning too. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't want this. What do you, how, how could I have brought this into my life? But it's, it's our subconscious thoughts 
a lot of the time that are bringing those thoughts and bringing those uh, experiences into our life. It's like a lot of times, and I was forever, we're on autopilot. We're unconscious. It's our ego that just takes over. We're not having actually logical internal thoughts. We're just going with the, the waves and the movements of what's around us. And when we're kind of stuck in that, we're not really aware of our thoughts. And I wasn't aware of my thoughts forever. I read a book that started talking about that. And I almost turned it off because I was like, what are you talking about? I literally was getting like so frustrated. I'm like, what does this even mean? Like there's another voice in me that my ego that is actually taking 99% of the control. Mm -hmm. And it's true. But it's like in those unconscious thoughts, because they're unconscious, we don't even realize they're happening. Like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of this. This can't happen. How could I get that promotion? They're like quick little thoughts that we don't even realize how powerful they are. But those are the things that are bringing those experiences into our lives. Mm -hmm. So it's really, really important to be intentional with our thoughts. Our thoughts are energy. So when we have thoughts, it's been proven. It's energy that goes out into the universe and connects and meshes and molds with everything else. And it's the law of attraction. The things that we think about and believe, those are the things that are drawn to us. So again, we are having these negative, self-loathing, disbelieving thoughts a lot of the times without even really noticing what we're doing. So when those things show up in our lives, we're like, how did this get here? Yeah. But it's because over and over and over again, we've continued to have these thoughts. So again, it's very, very important to be intentional with your thoughts, to think positively to be grateful for things, to have a mindset of abundance instead of, instead of lack, to choose love over fear as often as we can. And we can choose it every single time, but it's just up to us to make that choice. Mm -hmm. So that's something I practice gratitude every day. I do positive mm -hmm. affirmations every single day. I focus on the energy of love every single day. And it's like being intentional with our thoughts mm -hmm. because that is the energy that's being projected out into the universe and what we give is what we get. And the thoughts that we have, it's the law of attraction. It's just the way that it is. Those things are going to be brought to us. So I, I implore everybody to be, be super, super intentional with your thoughts because they're really important and they really matter because your thoughts turn into your words, turn into your actions, turn into your habits. They turn into who you are. So they are very, very important because that is truly what creates our reality. Yeah. I absolutely agreed. And you mentioned a key thing, which is choice. We have to choose every day to do that. Since you mentioned law of attraction, I'll share something that's interesting. One of the things that I learned was that, you know, it's so hard to get rid of those negative thoughts. And the reason being is because of law of attraction. So negative thoughts, as you're thinking and if you're giving it more energy and attention, it kind of gains momentum. And yes. then once it gains momentum is a whole bunch of negative thoughts come to you. So it's so hard to shift out of. So that's what you have to work like at and choose to have loving and positive thoughts. And once you're in that momentum, then the positive thoughts start to come, but it's hard to get your head around. I mean, I, I suffered from anxiety for a long time and it's just so hard once you go down that kind of rabbit hole to kind yeah. of get yourself out. And I had to kind of reprogram my brain, so to speak to to start and i started with positive affirmations just okay you know what the, the world is loving the world is compassionate people are not out to hurt me yeah right so yeah it's, it's very yeah. powerful yes and it's like when you have a negative thought think again yeah you know what i mean and i know it's not yeah, always yeah. that easy but literally think again change your thought yeah right when you're just like oh again i'm not good at this I'm beating, like beating yourself up over and over and over again. And you're so righteous. We get caught in that loop. But like mm -hmm. you said too, the beautiful thing is that when we think positively, when we think love, yeah. when we think all these beautiful emotions, we also can, we get caught in those as well. And really to break yourself out of that, it is work, but it's like the most beautiful, best work that you could ever do. It is so incredibly worth it. Yeah. So when you start to have negative thoughts, think again. And it might take you time. It might take you hours. It could take you days. It could take you weeks to have that new thought. But mm. keep doing it and keep trying and don't beat yourself up when you fail. When yeah. you get caught in these negative loops and it's been three days, don't add on to that negativity by you beating yourself up. <laughs> right? That's right. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So many times we do that and it's like, kind of like our first instinct, but it just hurts us so much more. Yeah. And it's yeah. something that I, I want to just share this experience because this is just... It's just, it's proof how true it is when we change our thoughts that that really becomes our reality. So 
I, I have a gratitude practice. I, on the page, I did 365 days of gratitude where every single day I posted one thing that I was grateful for. And even before I did that, I had my, I had a gratitude practice. And then, so I did that for a year. And then during that though, I would post once a day, but I still continued my gratitude practice and I'm still doing it today. My gratitude practice is that in the morning, I have a bracelet that I put on. And then when I put it on, I think about what I'm grateful for. It simply reminds me to mm -hmm. focus on what I'm grateful for. Then at night when I take it off, it's the same purpose. It's, it is simply there to remind me of what I am grateful for. Um, and then also when I meditate each day, I focus again on what I'm grateful for. But everybody, I feel the feelings of this gratitude. I don't just say, you know, I'm grateful that my mom is alive, that I have a mom and I move on. I think about my relationship with my mom and how I just saw her and how beautiful that was and how caring and loving she is and the, and the beautiful emotions I feel from having her in my life. And then, so I practice gratitude like that. And now what has happened, which is remarkable, I did not know this was gonna happen in practice and gratitude. Gratitude is seeped into my subconscious. Gratitude is just who I am now. So many times I don't even have to think and look and search for gratitude. It just shows up and it just appears to me. So in like a tough situation, my mind just instantly goes, okay, like deal with this, be in this, but where can you, where's our gratitude? Where can I be grateful for the situation? And that is a massive life-changing paradigm shift because we're turning negative situations into ones of gratitude and ones where we can be positive about them and have those emotions and feel those energies yeah. as opposed to the latter, as opposed to the negative, as opposed to feeling down. And that literally changes everything. It changes your entire life. So when we are, like you said before, Giselle, so perfectly, when we are thinking these things over and over again, we do get caught in that loop. And yeah. do you want to be caught in a loop of positivity and love or one of negativity? Mm -hmm. right? So practicing those things are so important because they start to seep into our subconscious and they become who we are. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing your gratitude practice with, with all of us. I really felt it. <laughs> it was really, really lovely. And, uh, and it's so funny because, you know, the more that we are grateful, the more that our things uh, kind of attract to us to be grateful for, right? But yeah. So it's, I love the practice of gratitude and it, it helps us see that there is so much more to be grateful for. You know, you had mentioned mindfulness before, uh, you know, as you were walking to and fro your work. And it's so funny when you start to really practice, you start to really gain an awareness of all the beautiful things that are around that you normally miss when you're yeah. in fear, you kind of get it, you're stuck in this tunnel vision where your world is like this small but as you start to practice being more present, you kind of, the whole world just kind of opens, which is, I think, incredible. It really is. And I, uh, what I want to say too, I think it's really important to know that like gratitude and love, that's who we, that's who we are. So even when I was saying, it's like, you know, I practice gratitude every day that seeps into my subconscious and that is who I, that become who I am. I was already that I just forgot. I was already, it's like all these things, gratitude, love, those are not anything outside of who we are. It's within us. It's nothing we have to search and strive for and look outward. It's already here. It's just remembering. And in practicing that every day, it's like, this is who I am. It yeah. aligns and resonates with me so much as my truth. And it's not something I had to go and get. It was always here. I just luckily finally remembered. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that because, you know, from our perspective, um, you know, like you mentioned in what you said, it just is so powerful because love is who we are. Love and compassion are who we are. So really learning to learning to love yourself is really an unlearning, an unlearning of all the horrible things we have learned about that. We're not worthy, that we are only lovable. And that's what we had learned, right? Like, you know, you're only lovable if you get good grades, you're only lovable if you do this, or if you achieve, or if you do this, or if you love me back. And so it's an unlearning of all of these messages and really going to the true core of yourself. You mentioned that intuition was something that you, I mean, you need, I don't think you use the word intuition, but you started to listen to yourself more in terms of like, you know, oh, I, I really feel like this is what I need to do. Can you talk a little bit about how to tap into that intuition so that people could start listening to that more loving voice? Yeah, so it is by bringing your attention inward. A huge way that has helped me do that is meditating. Yoga also is a beautiful practice and it's meditation 
that has really, really helped me stop looking so outward all the time and bring my attention inward. Because when we bring our attention inward, we're more aligned and in tune with who we are. We're just more yeah. aware of our thoughts. And when we're more aware of our thoughts, we have more of a choice of who we want to be and how we want to show up. So it's like realizing that I was gratitude was practicing it, you know, and that's a big part of it too. It's mm -hmm. like they, they, they go hand in hand. It's like the inward awareness and also practicing things. And in that practice, it just did it. It reminded me every single day because like the beautiful emotions of love and kindness and gratitude and empathy and compassion and forgiveness. The reason why those feel so good is because it's who we are yeah. literally, you know what I mean? It's like when we, we feel so high vibrational when, when we express those things and it's because it's us connecting to our godliness. Yeah. Like that's yeah. why it feels amazing. Mm -hmm. And that's why depression and fear feel so bad because mm -hmm. we're detaching from who we really, really are. That's right. We're out of alignment. Mm -hmm. We are. Oh, yeah, I love exactly. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are out of alignment with our truth. Out of alignment with ourselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're so right. So like, it's a lot of unlearning. We've been mm -hmm. programmed to love conditionally. Mm -hmm. And that kind of stems also from a God who we feel like loves us conditionally as well. Yeah. You know, there's religions that, and to each their own, it's all love for everybody. I want to make that super clear, but the, the, you know, there's certain religions too, that say God judges you and mm -hmm. he should be feared. Yeah. And I, and if that's your belief, again, I love you. Mm -hmm. My belief, and I'm not saying my belief is right. It's just my belief is that God loves us unconditionally. He loves us exactly how we are, no matter what. Yep. I agree. Yeah. You mentioned Neil Donald Walsh and that one of the things he says is that our concept of God is wrong, right? Like what we believe God to be and whom we believe, you know, and what our role with God is, is, is totally wrong. And we've had this kind of misconception. And I think we've made this God out there instead of it coming through the divinity within. And we've made this kind of a punitive punishing God, which is why probably we act in the way that we do in the world with each other. <laughs> So, yeah. So. Yeah. It, it's like God, <laughs> our view of God kind of got a little disoriented because we're mm -hmm. human. We yeah. placed our insecurities and our mm -hmm. limiting beliefs on our God. Yeah. Right. It's like, we can't mm -hmm. love each other uh, unconditionally. So like, how could our God love each other unconditionally? So it's just, it's okay. We're just, we're humans. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, we just kind of assume that God figures things out the way that we do. And I'm not like, God's not a he or she, like God doesn't in that way. Mm. And that's really important too. It's like, God is within us. Again, we like, we are God. So when we look at yeah. God as outside of ourselves, as this other being who needs to be worshiped um, and praised, and we need to be an exact certain way in order to receive that God's love, to me, that's just detrimental to who we are and connecting to our oneness and connecting to our godliness. Because when we look at it outside of ourselves, well, then how could it be within us? And yeah. in that way, we kind of give our power away to something else when all the power and truth is within us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's so true. One of the things I had to realize for myself is how much I was giving my way, my power to other people. Yeah, And that was really like, whether somebody loved me determined whether I was lovable or how I felt about myself or whether I was happy or not. I was always constantly looking for someone to tell me what to do or to tell me how to feel or, and so it really is when you step up into your own power and you realize that you are powerful beyond what is told or what you believe you start to not get as bothered by the world and by the things and the divisions and stuff. You kind of see it as, uh, and not that I'm perfect or, or that we're perfect. I mean, we're, we're like you, we're like, you know, like every day it's a choice. Okay. What am I choosing? Or have I gone into the rabbit hole of, of kind of with this division and all of these different emotions that people are feeling right now, or am I the observer? Am I, or yes. am I really observing and just really sending love where, where, where I can. So that's, that was a really good point. And it's like that, that. Sorry, you go. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say that was beautiful. The observer, being mm -hmm. the observer, right? It's not, 
saying that these things don't exist, you know, that the troubles in the world don't exist, but it's observing them. It is being aware of them without being emotionally attached to them. Right. And that gives our power away when we are emotionally attached to something like we can be aware of something's happening, but we don't have to be engulfed in it mm-hmm. and have it bring down our vibration. Like, again, literally be the light. Yeah. yeah. And we can't be, help anybody. We can't help anybody when we are in the emotion. Like, quite, it's it, that's one of the things that in, in the compassion work that we do, it's akin to a, you're on a boat on a lake and you're seeing somebody drowning. Like when you go into the emotions, are you jumping in the lake to save them, right? You're both drowning now. But if you can stay in your power and stay in that detached, right? And and I, and, and, and I know I'm saying it kind of like, you know, as if I, I know I've, I've struggled with this. <laughs> and my husband and I have endless conversations about like, you know, he's like, be the detached. And I'm like, but look at them. They're like the suffering. I love my brothers and sisters are suffering. But really, when you are able yeah. to hold space for yourself and see it from the place of that, that without judgment, allowing things to be, then you're in a position to be able to be that loving light and remind people of their own power rather than rescuing them. And I know from experience, because I, I used to have my my little uh, cape of wanting to rescue people. And now I don't do that anymore, I don't think. <laughs> so mm-hmm. something I have myself <laughs> struggled with. So uh, That's so true. Yeah. Me too. And thank you for being so open and vulnerable in that. we Right? It's important to empower people not fix things for them, to let them know that you are insanely powerful and you could do this on your own. And you nailed it. It's like, if someone's suffering and down or screaming at us, is it going to help if we scream back at them? No, No, it's not. Is it going to help if we scream back at them and say, you got to do it this way. This is how you're supposed to be. What are you feeling so sad about this? It's like, no, that doesn't help. We get dragged Mm -hmm. down in it as well. It is taking a step back and literally, again, being love, being there for that person, being the calm energy that they actually need. Mm-hmm. So they can see it's like, wow, how are you emulating this sort of energy right now? It's like, okay, well, that's possible, I guess, right? That exists. Yeah. And that's something that I can do as well. It is empowering each other, not doing it for them. Yeah. It's reminding each other of our own abilities. And yeah, oh, so good. And the, and the best, right? And the best way for people to be reminded of that is for us to be that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. without dictating or telling them that's like so important every i think just think everything in life right all the change that we want all the kindness and love that we want it's not demanding it amongst people it's just mm-hmm. i don't believe i just don't believe that's what it is at all like the cancel culture all these things it's not demanding yeah. and saying that you're wrong it's being the best versions of ourselves so that those people can see that and that so when we're being the best versions of ourselves and we're being love, again, it's energy that goes out. It is a consciousness that we are changing and shifting. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning the cancel culture. I struggled with the cancel culture until I realized and I learned this from someone else. And that is in the beginning, I'm like, oh, we can't be canceling people. That's really not, you know, like that's not really going to help us come together. And then I realized that this is how some people are really, this is like kind of this is how they're showing love for themselves. Like there's been this group of people that has been marginalized, right? And, and so let, let me let me walk through this thought. There's been a group of people that have been marginalized for so long and for so long they were down and they, for so long they had kind of had this voice, but it wasn't heard. And now there's this collective rage. There's like this rage that is like, I have been put down for so long. Now it's time for me to go... Right. And it comes from love for themselves. But really, ultimately, it's really uh, the perception is to balance out the energies of like, well, this has been this group has been now we're kind of balancing it out. So it comes from a place of love. It's just not done in a very loving way. So I guess people don't realize that they don't have to cancel people that in fact, the more that you lean in with people, the more that you are going to remind people of their own love and compassion. I follow this guy called uh, Daryl Davis. Have you heard of him? He is. Oh my gosh. Yes! I was literally. Yeah, go ahead. I was just <laughs> thinking about that story. No, you go, please. Yes, oh, I love amazing. him. I've been dying to get him on the podcast, but I will one day. That's my manifestation. Yes. And uh, he, yes. I have his book called Clandestine Relationships. This book was really hard to track because they don't have, haven't made any more. And I, I do know that he's coming out with a new version, but they, they, don't, they haven't made him. So I have to track down this book. And in it, he talks about how 
he's he's a black musician who for a very long time even when he was little when he faced racism really wanted to understand why do why do people hate me like why do white people dislike me like what's what's with the racism i don't understand it and so he went around to talk to different kkk groups to different kkk leaders and he did it from the place not of like fear or anger it was just from he gave respect and he's gotten a lot of flack from the black community not a lot but some flack from the black community around doing that but he just sat across from them and said why do you hate me you don't even know me and so and in those conversations he managed to get them to change their to change their heart and mind many of them left they gave them the robes and that's really one of the main examples that i have seen of people actually leaning into each other learning and then shifting but why don't we do more of that you think because it's harder, right? So he mm -hmm. he converted over 300 KKK members right. out of the KKK. Like, what? What? What mm -hmm. a human being! What a beautiful mm -hmm. soul! I cannot even I imagine the strength it takes to do that. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm not pretending to to know, but like, what immense strength! And I was as we were talking, this was the I was going to bring up that example. So aligned. That was perfect. <laughs> like, racism is something right? None of us want. None of us. Well, some of us do, but the majority of us don't want racism. That is something we all, I think most of us can agree, we want to rid this world of. Yeah. I firmly believe we don't rid this world of racism by screaming back at the person that's racism, by telling them to go F themselves, that they're terrible and they're a piece of shit and all of these bad things and just going back at that person. That's not how we're going to rid this world of racism. Yeah. We need to be louder than racism. Our love and compassion and <laughs> commitment and oneness with each other needs to be louder than the racists. Those people are going to exist. I'm not, again, I'm not saying to ignore them like they don't exist. Let's oh, live in no, a fairy tale sure. world. It's like, yes, they, right? It's like they exist, but stop giving our attention to them because when we go at them hard and tough, we are putting more energy into the idea, uh, into the yes. idea of racism. Mm -hmm. we are, we're fueling the fire of racism, right? Yes. And like Daryl, oh my gosh, like what an example <laughs> of that. Did he convert these people from a place of hate and fear into a place of love by screaming at them and saying how much he disagrees with them and how much he hates them for being who they are? No, yeah. he did it with love and compassion and empathy yeah, and yeah. understanding. He, he never uses prepared. any of those words in his book. He talks about respect, but respect is a, respect. a type is, is love and compassion. It absolutely is. He talks about it from a place of respect, which to him was really, really important. It was important for him to feel respect. And he also, he gave what he wanted from them, which is respect. And he didn't judge them. And he actually didn't yes. go to these rallies hoping to change them. Like his intent wasn't like, I'm going to go see Justin and I'm going to tell him just so that he knows what a great guy I am. So he doesn't, he was just like, what's happening for you? Just like, I'm just trying to understand because, and then in, in part of the books, they talk about some of the arguments that they would have and some of the arguments that people would have back about specifically about racialized people. And he would say, oh, okay, that, okay, but what about this? And in that dialogue, he started to see kind of the wheels turning, but his intent was never, I'm going to get all these people to leave the KKK. It was, he just only sought to understand. And from our perspective, understanding is a key to compassion because once you understand somebody's story, then you can actually feel with them and be with them and, and love them. Right. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. It's just like, it's a, it was a pureness in him and doing yeah. it without expectations yeah. is incredible. And, and before you, you were asking too, it's like, why, why do we attack more, right? Why do we, and honestly, cause it's, it's harder. It's easier just to come back at that person because it's like, cause we think it's like, you are filled with hate and I hate you for that. And I'm mad at you and I have negative emotions and feelings. And that's like, it kind of hits us first and it's just easier to feel that way. That's why like kindness and love, those are strengths. It's like whoever said kindness is a weakness, like totally got it wrong. And unfortunately, a lot of us believed it, but it's not true. It's not. It's no. not true. That kindness takes massive strength. Yeah. Because the, the other is just way easier. Yeah. Yeah.
Oh, absolutely. I'm cognizant of the time. Oh, this has been such an amazing conversation. I did want to ask you about the stories you share on your Instagram. I absolutely love the stories that you share about kindness. And from my perspective is, you know, not to judge the media. I mean, they're doing the best they can. Everyone is, but there's a lot of attention and hence energy on negative stories and in feeding the fear and division. And what I feel that your work does is actually balances it out. And like you said, your stories, the, the things you shared on uh, the sp- on your Instagram page, the, the things you share on your site, and even in the clothing that you the, that you sell, what you're trying to do is you're gonna you're changing the dialogue, you're changing the energy, you're reminding us that this world is not as it is perceived by the media that is this small part group of us. And and so I just want to say, where do you get your stories, and and like, and what are your favorite ones? So, well, thank you for just even asking about that, because to me, it is so important to show the other narrative, to show the other side, because everybody, the media, the news, it is designed to separate us and divide us. Yeah, it, it just is just watch the news next time with that thought in your mind of the awareness of, Hey, are, are you know, is what I'm receiving right now seem like it's trying to separate us and it's couldn't be clearer, yeah. right? So I know that love and kindness, joy, happiness, all of these incredible people, they exist. They do exist. It's just, unfortunately, the media doesn't really show that much of it. It just is what it is, right? It's not even like, yeah. can we get so mad at it? Like, no, because getting mad at it, what does that do for us, right? Let's put our energy into the love, into the good that's happening, not into the crappy media and, and what they're portraying. Yeah. Right. And it's like, we all cho- we choose what reality we want to live in. Like, do you want to live in the reality of people hating each other and division? Or do you want to live in the reality of also what's happening where people care about each other and love each other and are kind and do things for each other without asking for anything in return? Like that exists in my mind more than the negativity exists, like by far. And it's really just what do we want to focus on. So like, that was like one of the biggest goals. It's like, I want to show people that these things exist because they can exist, but if we don't know about them or see about, see them or hear them, then we kind of don't know that they exist. So it's just bringing mm-hmm. the awareness to people that there are so many beautiful people out there and the people who we deem as like not beautiful or negative, they're just suffering. They're just in a tough place and they need our love again, the most. And yeah, the videos that sure. I post, right? We just, and that is a challenging, challenging thought. And it's something, again, I work on every single day and I don't always succeed at it. I really don't. Where there's somebody who is not being nice and I am showing love for that person because in the understanding that they're just hurting. And when I was hurting, I wanted and needed love. I didn't need someone to be mean back to me or rude back to me. I really needed love to break me out of that negative train of thought and that vibration that I was in. Mm. So the videos, the ones that we post are just like ones that really, really resonate with me. They're ones that just connect with my soul. It's interesting. It's like, and I see a video and it's like, yep, this is what I believe in. And this is me and who I am. And like, it's just a message that I do want to share with the world. And we get a lot of videos from people sending them to us. Also with the algorithm of Instagram, what you focus on, they will give you more of. So right. If you're focusing on like the good news sites, sites like spread love movement, um, mm-hmm. Tanks, good news, upworthy, love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Me power too. positivity, global positivity news. If you focus on those on those handles, that's what you'll see more of. Mm-hmm. But if you focus on the other stuff, well, then that's also what you'll see more of. So for me, because that's what I focus on in my explore page, I, I see a lot of those videos. So that's mm-hmm. also where I get a lot of the content from too. It's because they're just videos that are brought to me because that is what I'm focusing on in Instagram. And it's like the world we live in. It's like what we focus on is what we get. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing with the algorithm. It's the same thing. Yeah. And the videos, I just, you know, they really, again, the most important thing is that they are showing these aspects that exist in the world. They're, They're showing the goodness in people. It is everywhere. And we need to see it to know that it exists. Like one of the best, you know, comments that, that I get on the page a lot, People are like, thank you for showing me that it's not just what's in the media. Like, thank you so much for showing the positivity in the world. Like I needed this because all I ever see is a negative. 
And when that's all that we see, we think that is the world that we live in. We are creators. We think that that is our reality that we live in because that's mm -hmm. what we're seeing. That's what's going into our mind. That's what's coming out in our actions. And when that's in our being, that's what we're going to just see more. It just is the way that it is. So when we can be knowledgeable and see these beautiful acts of kindness and just these incredible people yeah. showing up for one another, it just lets us know in real form that these things exist all around us. Yeah. Such a great reminder that this is who we truly are. I had read a study on compassion and it was talking about how there was a group, they had separated people into groups and they were trying to figure out who was more likely to be more compassionate than another. And they had one group in particular where they told them ahead of time, a really super compassionate person, just reminder. You. Those people were the people, because a lot of people worry that if I'm too compassionate, I'm not going to have enough resources. Those people were really the people that were to, were to help without even question. And so it's just a reminder that this is really who we are, that we have all the resources, everything that we need, that we're not going to be spent or overwhelmed. And it really starts with us. It really starts with giving ourselves that first so that we can just have this overflow that we can constantly give to others. And your website is an amazing reminder of that, of how every day we are giving to each other. So I'm grateful for that. Thank you. I appreciate that. No worries. And uh, I just wanted to last question. What do you want to share with the audience that you're working on? What do you, where do you want them to come find you? I do. I'm wearing you one of your shirts, uh, which I love. <laughs> so tell the audience where they can find you and a little bit more about what you're working on. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. So, um, on Instagram and TikTok, our, our biggest following on Instagram, it is at spread love movement underscore. And TikTok, it is at Spread Love Movement. So go there. And literally, as I say this, it's like, don't go there for me. Go there for you. To be quite honest, I don't care if you follow or not. Mm -hmm. If you are there just taking in this content, that's all that matters. Right? It's mm -hmm. not, it's really to me, it's, it's not really about the following. It's like, if you're not a follower, quote unquote follower, but you are part of this movement, you are bringing this into your life every single day and raising your vibration. That is what is most important. And uh, also the podcast. Uh, so we have a podcast. It's called the Spread Love Movement Podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, episodes, new ones come out every Tuesday and Thursday. Mm -hmm. uh, it's available on Apple Podcasts uh, and Spotify as well. The store, uh, the apparel store, where you can get tank tops and hoodies and t-shirts all with messages of love on them. It's www.spreadlovemovement.co. And one of the things I'm really, I get really excited about with the clothing is because we can walk around with these shirts or tanks or, or hoodies on and be the emulation of love. It's like, Giselle, when you wear that shirt that says love on it, when people see that, they instantly think of love, 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 love. It, and like that creates that energy. Yeah. So that is like the whole purpose of the store is so that we can walk around, people can see us instantly and have these higher vibrations and have these feelings of love. There's a shirt on there that says kindness is cool. Yeah. So those things are just really fun. Also on the site, whenever you, have, whenever you purchase anything, we donate to the charity of your choice on your behalf. It's not you donating, we are taking the profits, some of the profits, and we're donating to it. It's really cool how it works. There's a bunch of organizations and nonprofits that you can select from. If you can't find one that you want, there are different categories. So there's like five different categories that are helping the impoverished or social justice or women's rights, where if you pick one of those, it spreads that donation amongst a bunch of, of those different charities and organizations. And then things that we have coming up. So something I'm really, really excited about is I have a morning routine and gratitude, meditation, yoga, those are all massive parts of my morning routine. And my morning routine has helped me tremendously. I like can't even tell people how much that morning routine is what sets me up for the day. It's what sets me up to be in a positive mm -hmm. mood. It's what sets me up to see gratitude instead of negativity. It sets me up to feel love instead of fear. It is remarkable. It's changed my life drastically. So what I'm doing is I'm creating courses for people and I will be sharing my morning routine uh, so that people can take with it from, you know, what they want. Mm -hmm. 
My goal is to help people in, in so many ways. This morning routine is, has taken me years to develop mm -hmm. and it's something that I'm making it super easy to digest and take in. And I promise you, if it is something that you follow, your life will change mm -hmm. so much for the better. So that will be coming awesome. out. <laughs> Thank you. So that will be coming out soon. I'll be releasing that uh, in the next few weeks. Also, I, I'm going to be creating an online community using an app like Discord, something mm -hmm. like that, where it can That's literally good. be just a beautiful community of support and love for each other. It'll be different categories of like good news. There'll be different categories of just like sharing something good that happened to you that day. It's people who are hurting or suffering and being open and vulnerable so that we can feel the support from the community. We can yeah. be there for one another. And that's mm -hmm. something I'm so excited about because I understand how impactful that can be for people and how much that can help and how much it'll even show us even more that we're not alone here, that there are so many people out there who care about us, so many people out there who are emulating love every single day. So that's another thing. One other thing too that's coming out, and this is wild. There were like years I was like, how can I help? What can I do? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, very recently, I've been in like such the abundance mindset and mm -hmm. all of these beautiful <laughs> ideas of how I can help people have been coming to me. Yeah. Every Thursday I do a mastermind group and it's just an open space. It's totally vulnerable. There's no judgment there. We talk about the energy of love, how impactful it can be. We talk about being the best versions of ourselves, how we can do that every single day so we can change the vibration and frequency of the planet and the consciousness. And then so I'm going to start groups like that with other people as well. So just offering mm -hmm. that to people where it'll be something where like every week, maybe there'll be 15 of us in a mastermind group. It'll be two hours over 10 weeks. And we talk about all these things. We talk about how literally, for, we talk about forgiveness and how important and impactful that yeah. can be, about gratitude, about mm -hmm. not, fearing, not fearing death. That is a yeah. massive one. So mm -hmm. creating all of these, uh, these different things just to be able to touch and reach as many people as possible and help people live a life that is more a life where they're happier and feel more mm -hmm. joy and are surrounded and come from a place of love more often. So just being mm -hmm. able to, you know, give that gift to people and just help people. I see how much it's helped me and changed my life and how just beautiful life can be when we're kind and loving to each other yeah. and just helping people also get to that state of being where they can, they can do the same. Oh, what a great way to end. Life can be beautiful. It can be great for everyone. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Justin, for being on the show. It was so amazing. Check out Justin, uh, his Instagram, his TikTok, as well as his website for some beautiful merchandise and loving merchandise. And join us again for another episode of The Loving Compassion soon. Thank you so much. Oh, Bye. you're amazing, Giselle. Oh my gosh, how beautiful you are. Thank you. Oh my. <laughs>